Hello and welcome to Duelist Community Raw, episode 30. I am figuring it out as I go, knowing that there is no state in which that I will ever have things, quote unquote, figured out. I'm relaxing more and more into just being the process of figuring it out constantly. And with that, letting go of the desire to get anywhere other than where I'm at. There's a lot more lightness, a lot more freedom, a lot more humor and enjoyment in each and every moment. And starting to realize that you know, that's that's where freedom lies. That is it. That is figuring it out, is knowing that you can't have it figured out and kind of just existing in that state of uncertainty, that perpetual state of uncertainty. And I guess it just comes down to how comfortable you can get with that with that constant state of questioning, but it's not to say that you don't experience some, uh, some benefits along the way, not the least of which being a whole shitload of freedom. <laughs> I'm excited to be a part of that process. I'm excited to be a part of this community. I really do love the fact that this podcast that we've been a part of creating the conversation that we're a part of regularly really is based on vulnerability and authenticity and communication and transparency to the point where we can talk about what we plan for the podcast. We can actually talk about what our ambitions might be moving forward with the podcast. We can even talk about some of the things that we may be unsure about or some of the considerations that may hinder the podcast, things that may even shut us down in the long term if they're not done correctly. We can communicate all of this to our community because they're in it with us. It's not like they are customers. They are, in fact, what this is all about. And so if there's anything that we're doing, it's trying to put in the effort to be of service to a growing number of people, all of which are doing it for their own, their own reasons, who are curious about freedom, who want to have this, this discussion. And we are just trying to facilitate that to create that environment. But we don't know how it's going to go. We don't know if it's going to flourish or if it's going to die or if it's going to linger on for years and years and years. We don't know. What we do know is the enthusiasm that drives it. And of course, that enthusiasm for me is based largely on the fact that we can be so open with you. So I just want to say thank you before you get into this episode for being on this journey with us. We really do appreciate your support and we appreciate your enthusiasm and you inspire us so with all that said i hope you enjoy this live stream that is dualist community raw episode 30 people pleasing seems to be a consistent theme this week not just in our community topics episode which i encourage the listener to go and check out if you haven't as yet but with everybody that i'm talking to is just this ongoing thought that i need to make people happy with me that I should be doing things that cater to other people's expectations because if they don't if they don't agree with what I'm doing or like what I'm doing somehow that diminishes me and I just want you to know that is certainly not the case true you should be considerate to people if you can be in the same way that you would want people to be considerate to you but that's different than people pleasing people pleasing is not being honest with yourself it's really important that you be honest with yourself. And I don't just mean you, but the other person as well, because you're not doing anyone any good by pretending to be something that you're not. It doesn't help and it doesn't inspire anybody else to be authentic. 
And that really is the point right now. Authenticity, it's so important, but it takes a while for us to get this. And a big part of that is also not necessarily appeasing people pleasers. Not because people pleasers themselves can can get stuck in a loop. And if you see it, you can say, look, I, I don't need you to tell me what you think I want to hear. You can do that. You can actually tell someone who is lost in trying to appease you because they don't know who they are, that they don't have to do that. Do it gently, obviously, no judgment. But you can do that. You can let them know. It's okay. You can disagree with me. I don't mind. And that'll go a long way. Yeah. Yeah. It's people pleasing. I mean, I know we talked about this in the community topics episode. So if you want to hear more in depth, definitely check out that one. But it is such a, I don't know, prominent topic in our society that I think we could spend, you know, hours and hours talking about it because so many people live their entire lives trying to please everyone else. Like how many things do people buy, people do things, things they do throughout their day that it's just their concern is on everyone outside of themselves and their own I don't know, desires and, and things they want out of their life as opposed to, you know, what they think that is going to make them look best in the eyes of everyone else. And it really does, you know, I, I don't mind being harsh with this, but like, it really does come down to being manipulative. Like you are being manipulative if you're a people pleaser and People don't love hearing that side of it, but you're very much caught up in yourself being manipulative if you're a people pleaser because you're you're acting in a way, hoping that people are going to like you for the way that you're acting, kind of expecting them to respond in a certain way to you. And that's why it's important, as as Ray brought up, not to always appease the people pleasers like not be too harsh or sometimes be super harsh if they just keep doing it over and over again and they're not understanding like the implications of it but people get caught up in the idea that you know acting in a certain way is going to guarantee that people are going to like them and because most of the people they're interacting with are insecure they are going to enjoy the way that they're acting and it's really not helping anyone because you're feeling better by someone else you know, soothing someone else's ego and appeasing to them and they're insecure. So they're accepting the appeasement. And it's like this, this vicious loop of pleasing other people, being pleased by other people through pleasing other people and them responding to you in a certain way, you're being pleased and your, your needs of validation are being met and their needs of other people appeasing them are being met. And when you really dig into it and recognize that, you know, you're not what you think you are, your reality, your, your God, you're only deepening the illusion when you get caught up in people pleasing and thinking that there's other people to appease and so all of these things just take you further from any recognition of the reality of what you are and, and sort of deepen that illusion. So I've, I was thinking about it the last few days from the perspective of everyone being me 
and how interesting it is that we get caught up in perceiving others and how much it just deepens that illusion of division and and what a different perspective it is when you recognize that they're all just you <laughs> interacting with yourself you're always just interacting with yourself so there's nothing to please there's no one to appease other than you and yet when you are trying to appease what you deem to be others it's like you're taking from your own experience and and giving to them but it's not actually adding anything to their experience because through the interaction, everyone's just getting deeper into the illusion of division and, you know, deepening the root of their suffering being that illusion. So I don't know, that perspective of it, I find kind of interesting too. Uh, and it's interesting because it's becoming so much more prevalent in our technological society in terms of expectations and meeting expectations especially like with the younger generations and i'm talking specifically about teenagers like there's this and even in in older generations like some some older people i know also do this I, i've actually had somebody say well i know you have your cell phone i don't understand why you haven't responded yet <laughs> things like that but also teenagers getting upset about someone else leaving them uh unread or, or reading the text and not responding right away, things like that. Like just the expectation of why aren't you doing that? And I find that that's something that comes up. It comes up a lot with my teenage clients and with people I talk to in general, my daughter as well. Um, and I always find it amazing that it doesn't dawn on them to just go, yeah, deal. Like they'll, they'll apologize. I'm sorry. You're right. You know, I should have got back to you. Right. I'm not sorry. I have a life. Why don't you have a life? Go do something. But there's this expectation, and it's largely based on the fact that we've gotten into the habit of appeasing each other, of constantly trying to make one another feel better. Spending time by yourself, not getting attention from people, is healthy. It can really be a time of reflection and just self honesty in general, just the opportunity to. Well, I would say opportunity from my perspective, but I know it doesn't always feel that way when you're doing it, but actually just forcing yourself to be in a position where you can't reach out to someone else to make you feel better, where you actually have to be there for yourself. So when that person is not responding to your text, for example, or they're not calling you back, or you're not getting the attention you want, rather than reaching for someone else to make you feel better about it, you just deal with it. And that's it. You just deal with it. And that is a, a normal thing to go through. And yet we don't think about that often. We don't even think that it's healthy for other people. Like, oh, I got to I gotta make them feel better. No, you really don't. You, you don't. In some cases, you shouldn't. Or, or at least it's not as helpful as you might want to take. You might want to think it is. Right? Sometimes it's good to let people know, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do that. And you can deal. No malice. But this is just not something that's within your control because I don't want to jump through those hoops for you. That's it. You can do that. And it is actually beneficial. Yeah. I, uh, I think this is a, this is a fun one. Cause it's, it's something that isn't discussed that much. Like it is, but not from the perspective of, of that person taking responsibility so often. And it's, it's funny how that's, 
very much the case. And and real quick, uh, just so everyone knows, we do acknowledge the chat. If you do have questions, feel free to toss them in there. Uh, HT Handy, good to see you. Appreciate you joining and and hopping in. But uh, yeah, even even saying stuff like, because I I am like. I don't know, kind of notorious for not getting back to texts in a timely manner at all. Like my friends are very aware that if they text me, it may be a couple of days before I respond. And I don't know, it's like, it's almost a habit that I've built that I'm not saying that is a good or a bad habit necessarily, but sometimes things just pile up, especially with DMs or texts or whatever. And I I really don't spend that much time on my phone. Obviously, social media, you have to be on your phone and whatnot. But when I'm with other people or doing stuff, like I don't love just sitting there looking at my phone. Like it, a lot of times it's in another room. It's not even necessarily near me. And there are times when, you know, texts will like kind of pile up and then and then I just don't get and then. I don't know. I just don't get back to them. And then I have this weird thing where I just like won't for a little while. And it's not because I don't want to, but part of me just like, I don't know, I create this wall between like responding and not. And I wanted to bring this up to Ray too, because I'm sure he has some insights on it, but it's like, I don't know what it is. I can't necessarily define it, but it's like, I don't, I, I don't know, but Anyway, I, I have stopped saying when I do get back to people like, sorry for the delay, like, oh, sorry, it took this whole long to get back to me. I I used to say that every time I respond and now I don't anymore. A lot of times I'll just respond, even if it's fucking even if it's like fucking a week later and I'll respond and, you know, it, it is what it is. And I do find it interesting how there's always the inclination to say sorry for the delay as if there's some sort of made up expectation for like that you should respond within you know say 24 hours you know if, if you don't get to it that night you know you get to it in the morning whatever and maybe that's part of it for me it's kind of like that addictive behavior pattern i think like i should have responded then and then i didn't and then it's like i have to make that jump to do it and then it's been like four days so part of me is like i don't really want to deal with responding so late so i just don't it's like oh now it's been fucking eight days now it's like oh my god uh and and there's like i guess it's like that sort of addictive behavior pattern of thinking that you should do something and not and then there's discomfort that arises so you just avoid it instead of facing it and moving on, uh which i'm kind of realizing now but um there is sort of this made up expectation of, of a timely response and it does makes sense when you're interacting with someone i guess on like a, a business communication side like it was part of my job was client interactions and you, know, you can't not respond to someone within 24 hours it's like part of the contract um but obviously it's different for text and whatnot but yeah it's something i, I deal with but i i don't apologize as much anymore it's just like it is what it is but i don't know sometimes there's especially with dms i i get overwhelmed with it and then i just avoid all of it as opposed to like incrementally facing it which i sometimes do now like i'll just get in just respond to a few and be like okay that's enough instead of thinking about the mountain that i have to climb which 
is like with any fucking productivity thing or any times you want to do something. It's like, oh, I have to write 10 pages. You know, you think about the 10 pages to overwhelming to even start or you can start by writing one sentence and it's like, oh, that's way easier. And then you just keep going with it. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's something I deal with sometimes. Yeah, I imagine most people do, right? Like, because it's that should that makes it difficult. And there is this wall that builds over time because you start to think like, well, if I respond now, I've kind of put it off this whole time, but that's okay. And I'll admit, I respond, hey, apologies for the, for the delay. And it's not to say that I'm sorry necessarily that I couldn't be there, but that I would have really liked to be there had life made it easier for me to do so, let's say. like Because sometimes, admittedly, there are messages where I just don't have the time to respond, and I know it would be worse for you. So keep that in mind. Like You can only do so much, and you can only do as much as life makes possible to some degree. I mean, it, like, for example, you and I were working full time while we were doing the podcast. People would reach out. It's kind of hit or miss. Either we catch it or we don't. Right. And then it gets lost in the shuffle. There's a little less of that now, but it still happens. It still happens that things get lost in the shuffle. And if I notice it after a while and I'm like, yeah, I feel like responding, I'll respond and I'll say, hey, apologies for the, for the delay. But not because I feel bad. But because if I could have gotten back to them, I would have. But the whole point about the responding is that I don't respond to everyone. And I probably never will respond to everyone because in, admittedly, some people are deliberately trying to take advantage of, of the fact that social media is there. Like they will write to me knowing full well that they can because I'm on social media and they'll go on these really, really long rants. And sometimes it'll be multiple pages. I have one-on-one -on -one sessions available on my website. If you really want to get into something in-depth, book an hour with me. I'm more than happy to go in-depth on everything. And before the session, if you want to include a little summary, I'll even read it. So that way I can be prepared for our conversation. That's not a problem. But to expect me to put in the time to read this very long text message, it's just unreasonable. And as such, I don't always respond to them. Because to me, that's something that's obvious when you think about it. Right. This person has a podcast and talks to a lot of people. They probably don't have time to read this five-page letter that I've written. And, and it's no offense to you, but that's just part of the world that we live in. It's part of your life as well. You only have a certain amount of time. Right. And then there are other messages where it's a short little, hey, I had a question about this. And I'll, I'll fire back like, oh, we, did, we covered that in this episode. or why don't you reach out to our community discord where we have 700 plus members who are all willing to have this conversation. If you just throw it into the general chat, a lot of people will participate and you can, you can open a dialogue because sometimes that's the best thing I can offer is a community of other people who are interested, but that doesn't mean that I have to respond to everybody. And I, and in fact, some of them just go unread. You're talking to somebody who has 3000 unread emails in his inbox. I just want to mention that. Just because, again, like some things just don't need to be addressed. You can glance at it, you can go, that's interesting, and, and move on. I mean, admittedly, Andrew, you and I on our Dualistic Unity account on Instagram get consistent emails from people that are just proposing business uh, ideas. 
And they're not even proposing them straight up. They're like, oh, hey, I had a question about such and such. And you respond. And they're like, oh, that's great. I was wondering if you'd like to do this or I'd love to do this for you. It's like, ah, OK, so this is about a pitch. So with that in mind as well, we can only pay so much attention to social media um, messages in the same way that our listener only pays attention to certain emails that, they, that come through to their inbox. A lot of time you'll see a, head, a headline or a subject line in an email. You're like, nope. I have no interest and you'll just delete it. This is why email marketing doesn't really work anymore. And I know a lot of people are going to go, yes, it does. Yeah, not really. I mean, if you have an engaged audience, sure, email marketing works just fine. But on its own, it's kind of just throwing money down a hole. You know, that's why nobody really does it anymore, unless they have a double opt-in list and there's all kinds of marketing considerations there. An engaged audience is the point. But email itself sucks as a marketing platform because we all know to tune it out. Social media is kind of the same thing, right? And so the more popular you get on, on social media, the, most, the more likely you're just not going to be able to respond to everyone and that you shouldn't necessarily respond to everyone. But we do try. We do try to keep an eye out for the ones that we can respond to quickly with something that is at least encouraging or insightful and offers a perception. I don't know how I went on that tangent. The point being, you can only do as much as you can do. And if you're going to do anything, do it because of enthusiasm. Like this is, I guess, a powerful and encouraging skill if you can master it. Whatever it is you have to do to just turn yourself to enthusiastically doing it. And that's not changing your perception so much as just getting out of the way. Letting go of all the reasons why you aren't getting more out of this. Letting go of all the reasons why you don't like it. And that's pretty much it. And, and so when I respond to people, I get very enthusiastic about it. Sometimes I get a little carried away when I actually do put time down to just respond. And I'll just respond and respond and respond. Well, why? Not because I feel like I should. Because otherwise, each and every email, you're like, okay, that's one more. All right, one, one, I'll do one more. You know, because it becomes this arduous task instead of, you know, I wonder what the next person has to say, which is a different feeling, right? So it's a bit of a practice of that within reason. You can't be doing it all the time. And not every message is going to get a response because frankly some of them are too complicated or some of them just aren't asked in seriousness like give you an example we often get questions or sometimes we'll get suggestions for topics of something that we've covered in almost every episode like in terms of like Right, like in terms of generalities, and and we get questions about this all the time. Like, well, what do you guys think of uh, limitless awareness? All of season one, two, three, and four. It's just one of those questions where it's like, there's, there's like it's such a general question. There's no way for us to respond to that in a text, and we're not going to at the end of the day because that's what the podcast is for. It'd be like coming up to somebody who wrote a thousand page book and say, can you summarize that in two sentences for me? It's a big, thick fucking book and you should read it. That would be the summary, right? But that's the point is that just like you would have to select which questions you can give the most effective answer to, we do within reason because we only have a certain amount of time. And we only have a certain amount of attention that we can give at the moment. But as we expand, there are more and more people in our community that are willing 
to reach out and willing to connect with people. Uh, and of course, I'm thinking about Amanda specifically right now, who is just incredible in terms of reaching out to the community. And I, I don't know if she's listening to this, but she may listen to it later. It's noticed. Like when people reach out on the community discord and they ask a question or they're not sure where to go, Amanda is often there answering that question. Not just Amanda though, there are others as well. And it is noticed. And at some point we're going to find a way to integrate all this community involvement on a deeper level. So that way we can have more of a support network for one another as we go through this. But if you're listening and you're one of those people who's like, well, yeah, I'd, I'd love to respond, go for it. There are lots of questions on Discord. There are lots of people who would be willing to talk to you. There's even a voice channel. You can just chat with people and be there for them. Come up with ways to create a support network. Suggest them to us. I mean, dualistic unity is nothing if not a collective of insights from everybody in the community. Yeah, the... Uh... <clears throat> It's kind of funny the crossover between people pleasing and the expectations and the lack of willingness to do your own research or, or thinking, like always wanting someone to just have an answer for you. And I've always found this very fascinating that people will ask something and, and have having not done anything themselves like just ask it thinking that someone else is just going to give them the answer and it very much is a skill to build over time and with the uh yeah and then just regarding i don't know everything you're talking about before that with the enthusiasm and practice of enthusiasm and i think that's i mean it's definitely a practice cuz i'm like working through that for sure just having I think having so many options of things to do and being able to choose one and let go of any idea that you should be doing another, I think that's what it comes down to is like, there's no right or wrong choice, but when you do choose one, you choose it and you're focused on that instead of like doing one thing. Like sometimes I find myself doing one thing like doing trying to do two things at the same time and it's like all right killing two birds one time. it's like no fucker you're just doing both worse than you would do focusing on that one and there's definitely certain things that i veer towards but then it's always like i don't know there's always it's it's very often a feeling of feeling like you should do something else or or I get caught up in almost needing a uh, immediate return, like ROI type feeling on things. And that's why I think a lot of times I'll, I'll veer towards, you know, editing clips for the podcast as opposed to responding to messages and things like that. And I, I think that's something that is a practice that I'm, again, not working on because it's not to say that it's better to even do both over one or the other. Like they're, they're both thing options to do sitting in eternity. But I think doing the clipping, like I can post that and you know, it, it gets response. Like I, I can see the direct correlation into the podcast. Whereas, and it's like, obviously we're working, we're building a business. Things are 
growing and and working towards that and seeing the growth there is important for us but there's so many facets of that that you can't see directly and like building a community being very involved in the community is a massive aspect of that as well and i i think just for me being honest like i don't always see the directness of that and so i think it's harder for me to gravitate towards that when i see like right now we're building you know trying to build our downloads listens whatever and so it's like well to me getting clips out there seems like the best way to do that i'm going to focus on that and then it's it's harder to like okay sitting there i could respond to some comments or i could do more clips and get more clips out there <laughs> i'm just going to keep doing that and like finding that balance again and that's the tough part because it's like it's not that I should do the comments, but but then if I if there's no should, then I just don't a lot of times. And and I guess it's it's having the patience until there's the understanding of why you should do that. And like not again, not should, but like why that's as much a viable option. And this is still just. Yeah, again, being honest, like these are all things I'm very much getting used to. And so I'm just talking through my experience with it right now that uh, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate, even if you're not building a podcast or building a business like at work, there's always a ton of options that you can do or just in your life, things you can do when you have a day off. It's like and and you kind of get overwhelmed with well, what if you know this thing would have been more fun? It's like letting go of that concern and being where you're at is always going to be you know the quote unquote most fun when you're most involved in that but it's a practice being being enthusiastic about anything is always an option when you get your idea again not even having to build ideas of why you should be doing it but letting go of your reasons as to why you shouldn't or or letting go of the reasons of why you should be doing something else allows for that enthusiasm to arise but yeah it's definitely an interesting process especially when you're kind of just doing it and continuing to do it for the sake of doing it and not having a uh like a relative bar to compare to like we look at our listens and downloads and stuff and we know how things are are going and whatnot but there's not this idea of like we want to get here. It's like, oh, we're seeing growth. Cool. It's not like that's a, a good or a bad thing because then you start seeing, you know, it going in the opposite direction for a little bit. Think, and then you get worked up and you're like, oh, fuck, it's not going, it's not growing as much anymore. It's like, you don't know what's happening. This could be leading to another like explosion or, or whatever. And that goes for anything in our lives. We think we have this pers- perspective that we can see the big picture. And we can't, we're so caught up in the immediate, we have no idea you know, things could be completely different in a month and you don't know. And what's going to inform that ability for things to happen well for you is, is the letting go of that fear and that worry about what's happening right now. Because if you get caught up in seeing that, 
And then you're like overwhelmed by it. And you're like, oh no, I have to do this and I have to do more of this and, and get overwhelmed. That's just going to take you further from any place that you would be going if you weren't so concerned and you stepped back and you relaxed into the reality of the uncertainty. It's always there and existed just in that constant state of freedom, really. So anyway, that's just a lot of thoughts out loud. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I, I think I think it helps to remember that my perspective of what we're doing here with Dualistic Unity is deliberately contrary to how I would normally think of running a business. And what I mean is that you don't run a business telling people they don't need you. That is not a sound marketing plan. Um, and you don't develop a life coaching service where you tell people, okay, you're good now. You never really needed me to begin with. This is not a sound marketing plan. It's really not a great, great way to run a business, but we are not trying to run a business in the normal egotistical sense in terms of just survival. What we are part of, or what this is, is an attempt to have a discussion that isn't necessarily subject to that mentality where it's not done for the sake of the business, but it is a business because it does have to exist within the world of business. And so to me, the success of dualistic unity really comes down to how, how much integrity we have in this, in this discussion, as well as the willingness and the support of our community. It really is about that because I mean, to some degree, yeah, we got to be out there doing the, the business thing. But on the other hand, if we are not really involved in this conversation for the right reasons or, or for lack of reasons, as it were, if we're not enthusiastically involved with this conversation, everything goes downhill because the person who's listening to it isn't going to feel as connected to us, right? And so this really is an ongoing practice in surrendering and having faith that it's going to work out by virtue of the process of surrendering because of the ripple that's being created. And so it's an act of faith ongoing. Um, that all said, my perspective of what we're doing is a little different than just running a business. I consider it more of taking care of, uh, well, of myself, of taking care of my body. And in this case, my body's gotten a little sick and, and overrun with some old habits and, and some old uh, diseases, as it were. And so we're basically performing triage. And as a result of performing triage, we have to prioritize what can make the most impact in terms of the, the well-being of the patient, right? And we only have certain resources, kind of like a field medic, for example. They're not walking around with, you know, a bunch of, of uh, equipment and whatnot to treat the patient, they have a very limited bag. So they have to do what they can and then get them somewhere else. And so for us, I know as a life coach that to some degree, you can do a lot of good for one person one-on-one -on -one in a conversation. On the other hand, you can do a world of good with one solid insight that hits 100,000 people on social media. So what makes the biggest impact 
And what do you have time for? Because admittedly, the social media, the, the clips and whatnot, that, that takes time. Like you put time into arranging those clips, planning those clips, putting the captions to those clips, selecting the music, all of that stuff. And then there's the response time and all the comments that go with the, that clip. So you're looking at something that goes, yeah, this is a bigger splash. This is going to have more of an impact for the well-being of the patient because they're bleeding, as it were. So here's something to you know, cover that up or at least slow that down. But on the other hand, you have to take care of the little things as well from time to time, right? Because if you're not, then you're not looking at the whole thing holistically. So it always just comes down to how much time do I have? What kind of impact can I make with that time? Right? So I, I look at it as trio. So it's never the, I should be doing this. It's what can I do? Right? In the general trajectory of a healthier patient right? Or a healthier friend, however you'd like to look at it. But that's really what it is, is what can we do? And that changes why we do it. It's not necessarily, you know, to make sure we're going to make that income. Because again, that income is going to happen by virtue of the listener. Quite frankly, if you're going to continue listening to this show, that's going to help continue to bring it in, right? And that's going to help Andrew and I continue to do this show because we're doing the best we can right now with what we're making, but it's not sustainable. Right. Like we have to keep pushing to some degree, but we're really trying to keep that mentality out. And we're having faith that we're going to get more supporters over time, that as traffic goes up, we're going to find more advertisers. I want to mention, actually, if you run a business or have a podcast and you would like exposure to our fantastic community, you can advertise on Dualistic Unity, the podcast. Uh, just go to podbean.com slash Dualistic Unity, and there's all kinds of options there for advertising as an audio ad somewhere within one of these episodes or many of these episodes, if you'd like. So that's something that's gonna happen over time. And as that happens over time, I guess is what I'm saying is that we'll have even more time to put into triage. And as people can help out, that's awesome as well, because we'd love for people to be able to reach out to community, as I said earlier, because that makes more time for us to do those, those blasts with the clips or for us to do an extra workshop or for us to drop our prices for an event or something like that. Like all of this works together, but right now we have a limited bag, limited time. And frankly, there's a lot of work to do. And so we can only do so much. And it's important to recognize that. Now we've been talking about dualistic unity to try and keep this relevant to the conversation in terms of what we deal with, but for the listener as well, this is true. You can only do so much. People are going to expect things of you, but you need to understand that expectations always come from that person. They're not necessarily, they don't necessarily have anything to do with you, as you know, from having your own expectations. Right? So sometimes it's just a matter of changing perception, understanding where people are coming from, even understanding where you're coming from. You know, Andrew and I are trying to make this so it's a sustainable full-time thing that we can continue to grow and grow and grow over years. So that way we can continue to help this community flourish and get into more projects and things like that. That would be great. But we actually have to put that down in order to have the mentality that can keep going because it's not stressing about the money. So it's a constant exercise in faith. It's a constant exercise. And if it's going to work, it's going to work. What's important is where it's coming from. Because it really is important, as you said earlier, Andrew, because where it's coming from will divide your attention, right? And then all of a sudden, you're putting in months of work, but half of your attention's really in the work and half of the attention is wondering about the shoulds. And then if it fails, all you can do is look back and go, shit, 
I squandered all that time. I could have just done it. I could have just done it for its own sake. And so that's, I think, what's going to determine the quality of this ripple and how far it spreads is how much we continue to do it for its own sake. But again, that just comes down to changing priorities. And, and to me, triage is a matter of priority. What can we do with the time that we have? As we get more resources, that changes. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting balance, especially in our society and just like where I'm coming from, having grown up in a certain mentality, certainly like it's I'm still very much getting used to it. I know you and I'm not saying that like it's easier for you by any means, but you've I don't know, had a couple more years in in the bag with the mentality. And it's kind of like. I'm stepping into it, learning the mentality as I'm practicing it and going through it. And there's a part of me that like is patient in certain mentalities. And there's part of me that isn't sometimes. And like, I got to keep that fucker in check because it does. I, I see the implications of any desires sort of arising and how it cuts my attention and, and it's just draining like it's very much a draining energy and so it's the constant letting go of that lack of patience because it doesn't it's like our our brain thinks it's doing something through having that like we're we're kicking things into gear now but really it's just it it you it's like your propel like the propeller might be moving faster but you just poked a massive hole in the boat so you're like have this illusion of moving faster but then the boat's also like <laughs> fucking going underwater and sinking and is like it, it it's not the as efficient of an energy as opposed to letting go of that you don't realize that your perspective of the propel propeller moving isn't actually the reality of the speed of the boat. So you feel like it's not moving as fast, but like then the uh, it's like then the bottom of the boat gets this like shear on it that's just frictionless so that you barely even have to move the propeller and it's just like flying through the water whereas with the with the lack of patience or desire for things to happen in a certain amount of arbitrary time from now until a certain time like the bottom of the boat has a shitload of friction and you're just grinding it to a nowhere basically. But, but our mind doesn't recognize the, the wholeness of the reality of it. And so it's just grinding. And then as you get used to that, you know, it, it just picks up more and more speed because of the lack of that. But yeah, it's like, it's definitely, something i'm getting used to <laughs> as we go and just like it's been it's been a really good practice because when i do let go of that there is a different it's a different type of energy it's a different type of flow that i can tap into without so much desire for it to be going in a certain way because i don't know where that is like i don't know where it's going or what's happening in the future but it's also like it, it's even a balance between i don't know like asking 
saying like, if you're enjoying the podcast, feel free to leave a review or feel free to whatever. Cause it's like, you put too much of that in there and it's like, what are you pushing for here? But then you never say anything and people don't do it. So like, that's another balance too. It's like, Hey, it's a, it's an option. It's kind of like with, you know, on my videos, I got kind of, there was a period of time where I did experience a lot of growth with my channels, but every time I was like, feel free to toss me a follow for feel free to toss me a follow, which there's not anything wrong with that, but it's like, you do too much. And it's like, what are, it's not even what anyone else's perspective of you, but like, you have to ask yourself, where are you going with this? What are you trying to get to that? You're not already at. So yeah, not to say it's to not mix in that sort of thing, but it's, it's being honest with yourself about what, what you don't think is enough right now that you, that you feel like you need to get to, but also you can still do anything in a state of wholeness in that recognition. So it's really that balance and, and being honest with yourself and you know not thinking that you shouldn't do something because that's the same as thinking you should do something else and just kind of allowing things to, to happen and, and dropping things in here and there. But yeah, it's like, it's such a different mentality than I grew up doing and even having conversations with people. Like I, I do my best to explain what we're doing. And sometimes because it's not like a cookie cutter thing, you know, it's not like a cookie cutter business statement, classical, classic kind of egotistical way of doing things because everyone's just doing everything well what's your, what's your end game all to make make a bunch more money it's like that's not what we're doing here and that's kind of the classic approach is well what are your what are your profits at but at the same time those are those things are things that will allow us to continue to do this because we do exist within a society where we do you know need money we got to pay rent we got to have food and stuff and so part of me is like finding that balance between you know the thought of when we are in a sustainable spot and we don't have to like push to to gain more so much it's like i have this idea that oh then then things will be more more chill and we'll be able to just do things for the sake of doing them but it's like that's what we have now and if we don't, if if you have the perspective of then it'll be it, like you spent all of this time kind of like with, you know, manifesting something, you're just perpetuating lack, you're just reinforcing lack the entire time. And you're like, oh, and then once I get there, then it'll be good. And it's, I'm going to be honest, like, it's not the easiest thing when you're building something from the ground and like having the patience for, for recognizing that things will work out and and not pushing it too much because that undermines everything that's happening is is the mentality you're embodying the whole time. So it has to be from a state of patience and fulfillment already and, and doing it for the sake. But I, it's like, it's always that balance. So 
yeah, anyway, I, I appreciate everyone listening to me just talk through all this stuff, but I do think it's relevant probably to, I'm sure a lot of people go through stuff like this. Well, what we're talking about is really just the process of, of thinking about not just the short-term impact, but the long-term impact that you want to have, right? Because short-term impact, you create something like um, Hustlers University, good old Andrew Tate. Right, short short term impact. You you offer a bunch of of promises, or you offer a bunch of fake promises, and, and that'll make you a lot of money real fast. And 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 that's it. You focus on that impact, and then when people decide that you're full of crap, you just close it down. You don't care, and you move on. You pull a Don, uh, Donald Trump. I mean, how many times has he done that? Created a product that was shit, and then just sold it on his name alone, and made a big profit on it, and continued to, you know, promote himself as it were, but not really helping anyone else. So there's, there really is a big focus on what do you want to do and, and why, right? But I think with social media, it's especially dangerous because just like with profitability, you can start focusing on how much money you make. With social media, you can start focusing on how many followers you have. And I think that that's so tempting to people, but you're disregarding quality once again. Like you can cater to a lot of people. Just do something really dumb. Right. And you'll get a massive following because there are people who are just looking for distraction. There are people who just want to judge. There are people who are in it for a different reason. But if you're looking to create a sustainable ripple, not just something that you can market for a product or market as a product for profit, then you're looking at a different type of audience. Right. It's kind of like being a murder mystery writer, for example. You're, you're not going to attract action fans you're not going to attract necessarily romance novel fans right well why well because you're a murder mystery writer well this conversation's pretty fucking deep at the end of the day and it tackles a lot of things that most people would rather leave untackled because they're busy convincing themselves that they're going to be happy if they just get that carrot or they run from that stick so it's not necessarily about how many people are listening so much as the people that are listening because each and every person that listens is essentially a force in the world. They're not just going out and you know buying some merch and like, oh yeah, do you use the best man? They're actually having conversations with people based on the stuff they're doing in themselves. It's a totally different type of ripple, but because of that, it's gonna take longer to build, but the people who stay are gonna stay. We got a message from somebody today on YouTube who's been away for a little while. They consistently leave, consistently leave comments on our youtube videos and support and we're always very grateful they've just been away and they're like hey i came back it's so nice to see you guys stuff like that because the conversation means something to them it's not just a fad it's not just something they want to be a part of because everybody else thinks it's cool it actually means something to them right and that's the kind of person who's going to stick it out in this community for years to come as we grow so it's really important to remember that the average mentality of more 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 isn't necessarily the mentality that's going to last, right? That really is it. Like, I'll give you an example. Our Patreon page. People may not realize this, but we have 150 Patreon supporters now. That's fantastic. That goes a long way. It doesn't go a huge way, but it goes a long way. And ultimately, when we get to 1,000 Patreon supporters, we're good. At that point, we are sustainable and we have enough to start putting back into the community and putting into like billboards and Times Square and stuff like that. Just a thousand. You don't need millions of followers for that. You just need 
a thousand people who genuinely believe in the ripple that you're making. That's not a lot of people, you know, and for five bucks a month, that's not a lot of money. Right. But it really just comes down to the quality of the conversation and whether or not the environment is, is willing to have it. Right. Or willing to support it. And I think that that's really what we're testing here. And the only way to really test it is to be in it. Right. But what's nice about this, and I'm sure our listeners like, Am I listening to the end of dualistic unity? No, you're not. Um, what's nice about what we are doing is that every episode, every conversation, every workshop, every event, everything that we do is out there more or less forever. Right? So the ripples will just continue to pile up. We're just hoping to do it as quickly as possible for the sake of being able to, to maintain this consistent energy. Because admittedly, there was, there was a lot less energy that we could put into this in the first year because we had to work full-time to sustain ourselves, right? So it really just comes down to the community. You know, do you want us to continue putting in this kind of energy? And if they do, then they're going to do, and do so through their support. They're gonna help us by attention, by sharing things, by contributing on Patreon, by just downloading the podcast, right? That's all helping. So, I mean, that's really what we're in right now is how much, is this, how much does this mean to me? Not just me, right? Yeah, and, and coming at it, even coming at it from that perspective, it's funny. We're all it's like th these are all applicable insights to anyone, but it's really like me and Ray are just like going back and forth about you know everything going on in our in uh, dualistic unity's reality uh, right now. It's almost like a combo between a business meeting and a one-on-one, -on -one, but it's also a live stream and going to be a podcast episode. So it's funny, but yeah, I mean, everyone gets insight into things we talk about. Like this would this is exactly how our conversations in private go as much as it may seem like insights are, are coming out or whatever that are applicable to you and your life that and what you're going through um this is yeah this is like it's a normal off recorded conversation that we would have but coming at it from the uh the recognition of you know being it perspective that always kind of puts me at ease with things it's like when i start getting impatient or or worked up or whatever it's like it's very much coming at it from the perspective of andrew um but coming at it from the perspective of god you know you don't you have way more patience like there is a infinite well of full of the water that is patience from that perspective and really impatience comes from how limited your patience is is how limited you see yourself and and that is so much of what it comes down to so patience isn't even really a concern when you're sitting in the reality of eternity it's like yeah this is something that we're doing right now and that's always it it's always just something that you're doing right now and we like to impose these ideas of what it means, where it's going, what's happening, what everyone else thinks about what's going on right now. But really, you're always just doing something right now. And how fully can you give your attention to that thing that you're doing right now? Because that is eternity. That's what you're sitting in right now so trying to get anywhere using a moment to try and get to another moment 
almost just doesn't even make any sense. It's like, what do you mean another moment? What are you talking about? Like there is no, there is nowhere to get. You're always sitting here now in this state. Like, what do you want to do with this? There's no future moments that you're getting to. You're sitting in eternity right now. You're experiencing eternity right now. There's nowhere else that you're going to go. There's no end to this moment. There's no beginning to this moment. There's no other moment. There is no other anything. And this is it. And and from that perspective, it just makes a lot more sense. Like it, it really does always put me at ease and understanding that how much how well, well, I can embody it. It's not like you can embody it better or worse, but how well you can em- embody it, I'll just say that, is like how well to resonate for the rest of yourself and, and the distortion that you experience will limit other iterations of you's ability to recognize it in yourself. Like how clearly you can embody it, which just which just means being free in yourself, really not trying to get anywhere, understanding that this experience here now is the extent of, of reality always, how well you can recognize that is how clearly people will be able to see it in what you're doing and then have the opportunity to see it in themselves. And not that we desire for that to happen, but it's just a natural progression as we go forward. And so understanding that there is no other place, it's just the evolution of this moment and whether you're going towards yourself or away from yourself. And anytime you're trying to use this moment to get somewhere else, you're going away from yourself. You're you're deepening into the illusion that there is a you that experiences other moments. There is a you that exists in other moments than this one. And so it has to come back to that. And, and yeah, I guess that's what that's what all this comes back to is uh understanding that. When you do recognize that, it just I don't know, it's a lot, there's a lot less weight, obviously, because it's that idea that anything else exists. That's the weight, really. Because dualistic unity isn't a product, right? Dualistic unity is, I don't know, the, uh, I guess the proposition of a possibility in terms of how you can live your life. And in order for us to propose that, we actually have to demonstrate it in terms of letting go. Like today's conversation, perfect example. I started talking about this in terms of like how we run the business, quote unquote, things we have to consider. Most people wouldn't do that. Most people would keep that from their community. Like, oh, well, you know, we got to worry about this and this is a part of that and so on and so forth. Because that's exactly what we're trying to demonstrate is that you can be open about things. You can have conversations with your community. You can tell them what you're up to and you can ask them for your support or for their support, for your support either way. Um, And it's because you're not trying to take advantage of them. See how everything changes all of a sudden? Because we're not trying to make a profit off of everybody. We can say, hey, this is what we're doing to try and survive in this project, in this endeavor of ours. And we'd really appreciate your your support and your help. 
in whatever capacity that might be. Would you do that if you were fleecing people? Probably not. Right. And that's, I think, really the important part. So there's that just doing it because because we can. And that really is, I think, the quality of the ripple. But I wanted to mention that I, I'm, I'm older than you and um, I have an entrepreneurial spirit, let's just say. But I've also wanted to make a ripple for a really long time. And I have tried numerous different projects, not just projects to try and build community or, or projects to try and create like a background economy in terms of like bartering and trading. Yes, that's something I did as well. But um, also different projects in terms of residual income to accomplish the dream myself of getting out of the hourly sale of my life. So that way I could do more in terms of time and projects and, and hobbies to help others and create that ripple and whatnot. And so I, I've spent so much time and, and admittedly buoyed by how many others throughout history have spent just ridiculous periods of isolation and or isolated time to accomplish something like, like Edison, for example, right? The whole light bulb thing. Dude failed a thousand times. Like he tried a thousand different ways to do that. It didn't work. Finally did it. That's really encouraging. Like there was a bunch of people who were like, oh, it's never going to work. Sure of it. Absolutely no doubt whatsoever. Because I hear the same thing about DU from time to time from people who are in egotistical mentality. Oh, you can't change the world like that. It's changing. You may not recognize it, but it's changing. And so that, that really buoys me to a large degree because I recognize that all of this time that you put in, whether it works out exactly the way you want to or not, is in the direction that you want to go because it's an extension of your journey. Like that's the entire reason dualistic unity is what it is, is because frankly, Andrew, you're pursuing a journey where you want to let go more and more and more. And part of that is expressing yourself more and more. And part of that expression is having people who are interested to some degree, because that gives you the encouragement you need to continue down that path. And that's what this is. So how ready is humanity for this path? Right? How ready are you for this path? Right. And that really just comes down to the quality of each and every moment. You know, and I get that the brain's just like, but the future, money, bills, considerations. Fact is, is that you don't know what the future lies. You don't know what's going to happen in two months. You don't know what's going to happen in six months. Who knows? Maybe, maybe in a month's time, all of a sudden our traffic will double. And this whole conversation is going to be laughable because we're going to be putting up a billboard in Times Square. Right. But you don't know. And, and you have to accept that in these projects, I think. I think that's the one thing I've learned over the years is that you don't know, but it all adds to you, to your life, to your chance to express yourself. And I think that's the only point. Dualistic unity is almost secondary to what Andrew Murnane gets out of dualistic unity. Yeah, that, uh, that definitely makes sense. And <laughs> Yeah, because even thinking about it like that, you know, if we were in a place, say we were bringing in the amount that we've decided that's going to, you know, we're going to cap for a time and reinvest everything um, for a while once we get to that point um, with a monthly income, like even if we were making, you know, hypothetically 10 times that, like I would still want to be doing this. Like I would still wake up in the morning, do the same exact thing that I do right now. I'd still want to be doing the same exact you know live streaming and group chats and and episodes like this is how i would spend my time if i money was not even a, a 
thought that had to cross my mind. And there was never a concern, you know, for putting my credit card into something. If like, oh, how much is this taken out of my you know, savings right now or whatever? Um, there isn't. Yeah, without that, it's like, this is what I would be doing. So might as well just keep doing this. And, you know, we are seeing things shift and change every week, every month, certainly. And so might as well just keep at this because even if, you know, I did have to do something else on top of it in order to bring in enough money to live, I would still be setting aside a good portion to be doing this anyway. And so, yeah, I mean, and coming at it from that perspective, it's like, this is the thing that I would be doing anyway. So yeah. And like part of me definitely wants to travel and stuff, but it's like even traveling, it would still be, I want to be having this conversation throughout the week, at least a number of times. And so, yeah, it's like, I don't know what's what's the alternative anyway. It's like we're we're already doing this, so might as well just keep doing it and stop being concerned because that's just draining part of those uh those energy stores. <laughs> but um yeah, and even even just doing it for myself, like the amount of freedom since yeah, you know, the more I go through this conversation and apply it to my life and and just am letting go more and more of the idea of me, like I'm seeing all of the benefits of doing that. Like all the things that you know you want in your life are through letting go of that illusion of you. But it's like at the cost of everything that you ever thought was gonna get you there. So it's kind of like this convoluted thing it, it's the chinese finger puzzle it's the reason that so few people do let go is because it goes against all of our egotistical desires and ideas of what we want and what thinks uh and what we think is going to get us there which is fascinating but even you know even in these episodes like just how much more freely i talk blows my mind like I, we have a guest coming on later today and i was re-listening to she had been on a past episode and i was listening to that and i was like jesus christ my voice sounds different like my voice actually sounds different it's so strange and i i noticed that with ray's videos from like 2005 that your voice now sounds different but like my voice sounds different two years ago. It sounds different a different way a year and a half ago, a different way a year ago, a different way six months ago. Like, what the fuck? I guess, I I mean, I talk a lot so that I can notice that. I talk every week. You can hear my voice. So, but it's fascinating that the tone has changed so much more and it's directly correlated to how free I feel in myself, which just is correlated to how little I think about myself. But it's it's fascinating to go back and it's kind of uncomfortable for me to go back and listen to that. It's like, that isn't how I sound now, so it's fine. And also like, that's that's how I was then. That was me doing the best that I could. And it's important for people to see that progression too and what's possible 
with it, but it's fucking hilarious to, to look back and uh and listen, even just listening to my voice. It's so and you know, my my facial expressions, my mannerisms, they they've all become more and more free throughout. And so if that's not the ultimate benefit of doing any of this, if that's not the perfect example of what's possible when you recognize this and actually do make that leap of letting go of all the things that you thought were going to get you there. And I don't know, I don't know what is, it's certainly been enough for me. And, and what's the alternative, like going back to the other mentality and, and not being as free in myself, like that's, there's nothing compares to it. Nothing holds a stick even close to being free. Isn't that interesting though? Because it's not that your voice has necessarily changed so much as that it's become more of your voice. It's become less of what you think everybody else wants you to sound like. And what's interesting, and you and I talk about this, the more you surrender to that process, the more you start to recognize that the quote unquote idea of, or, or, or the idea of quote unquote, your voice starts to change. You start to recognize like, right, I'm actually just opening my mouth and a bunch of stuff's coming out that seems like the process that's also happening on the inside. And so that idea of your voice starts to disappear and it starts to just be a voice of all of this, which is you. And so it's an interesting process because just like you are really just hearing more of what your voice has always been, but it's been kept kind of high, it's been kind of hiding behind that filter. The more of us that do that, the more we're hearing our voice collectively in, in authenticity, less of what we think the other wants to hear because we we're accepting there is no other, that it's all us. And so I really always get this image in my head of this, of our collective voice changing tone in the same way that I see Andrew's voice changing tone from season one to here, right? It's incredible. It really is to watch because that's all it is. The conversation's just changing. We're just part of a changing conversation. It's, it's really interesting to see because what are we saying other than just be yourself, let the chips fall where they may, right? You'll roll with it. You'll be okay. You don't need to think about it. It's not personal. It doesn't mean anything about you which gives us the chance to be more authentic, which gives us the chance to actually have a different conversation. It's really simplistic. It's whether or not we're ready for it. That's all it is. And more importantly, what, whether or not the parts of us that aren't ready for it react to it with violence. And so it really comes down to our intention. I really do think that. I think that it has to be for its own reason. Otherwise it becomes in opposition to something. And that will never have the energy to grow. Not enough. Yeah. And it does take a shitload of faith that that recognition and that, you know, men mentality. It's really a practice and, and a constant practice. And it's funny just the overlap between the mentality that we're embodying and the conversation being had and you know the running of a business in this mentality it's all 
reflections of it changing and and growing in myself and yeah it's funny you say like the the priority really comes down to how much is you know andrew changing or how much is is ray changing because our especially my you know i don't know my my change seems more drastic i guess just because it's a shorter you know more condensed period of time that i've been going through it um but it it really is a reflection of that of how freely i see myself because it is all myself and so of course it's going to be directly correlated to how free i am in myself and the you know acceleration is dependent on that which requires me to not have a concern about the acceleration you know it's always that convoluted reality that how how little care i have for you know the the numbers or the growth or whatever is how much it does and how how fully it does and and how strong of a base we're building because if i am caught up in all of that it hinders it and if it if it does happen it's it's like a a shell of what's happening as opposed to a a and bolstered depth that comes along with it. And it's so much deeper because it's just me. Anyone who follows or, or listens or helps out or leaves a review is just me leaving a review on it. And so, of course, it's reflective of my mentality and my willingness to be free in myself, my willingness to see this conversation for what it is, how clearly I can see it is how clearly I can see it. How clearly I can embody it is how well I can embody it and, and how much I uh, gravitate towards it in myself is how much I gravitate towards it in myself. So it, it, it's always that <laughs> it's not about getting anyone else to do anything. It's just about how much, how clearly you can see it, which changes all of it because you are all of it. Mm. It's very much like, uh, you know, trying to build a house, as it were. I think that's what he was getting about, like getting at when he talked about building a house on sand, right? And said, yeah, you can do it. It's not going to last, right? And it's ultimately reflective of a temporary mentality that's really just trying to get it done for the sake of the, you know, satisfaction of getting it done. Whereas, you know, you really dig that foundation, right? Then it has a chance of lasting a long time. And we're not just trying to build the foundation of a discussion through, ourselves but we're also trying to build the foundation of a different way of living for ourselves and i mean that for dualistic unity as a whole i mean we're not just talking about creating a dialogue in the world of ripple after ripple but eventually we want to tackle 
everything in terms of like the monetary system. We want to come up with a different way of facilitating uh, local governance. There's all kinds of stuff that we want to get involved with, but that's all going to require a strong foundation. That's all going to require a level of understanding. It's not just about having something people become a part of. It's because that's not how this works, is it? Everybody who, who is part of dualistic unity understands that there's nothing to be a part of. That is just about them. Well, that mentality of responsibility needs to flourish in order for everything that we want to do in the long term to flourish. It has to have that, that deep foundation of understanding within a larger and larger community that is working on the, on the understanding, not just the growth of the community. So it's totally counterintuitive to everything else we do because it's not about getting as many people as we can. It's getting each and every one of me to be free because each person that's free is a force that you can't count in, in just in numbers. You know, like, look at me in my life in the last 20 years, just ripple after ripple after ripple after ripple, even when things were hard, even when I was, you know, struggling in a lot of ways, did it matter? No, no, it didn't. So you get 10 more people like that in the world doing their thing. How much change is that? Get a hundred more, thousand more, 10,000 more people just doing it for themselves. That's a force. It's very different than what our current mentality is in terms of like group think got to get together with as many people who agree with me as possible no we want a bunch of people who disagree with us but are open enough to do it right because they're growing and we want to disagree with them because we're growing and finding that middle ground and going through the process of communicating to do that that's how we come together it's a totally different vision but that's the point it's so radically different that it's taken us four seasons to try and communicate what it is we're doing because we're not even sure we're just part of this conversation and it's growing and it's 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 doing all that people are getting involved i've been at this for a long time the fact that this many people are getting involved is really encouraging because it's not through us out there going you got to come and join the conversation we're just having it that's all it is we're just having it and what i love is the people who are getting involved the people who are volunteering their time people who are putting in more and more in terms of, of, of being on the discord or just trying to make changes in their own life. That's, I think, the most encouraging thing. And, and this is one thing I wanted to mention back about the messages on social media and whatnot. If you're writing to us and you don't have a question, you're just like, hey, I love the podcast. You guys are doing great. Or, or this is something that's changed in my life. This inspired me to do this. Or I recently made this change. Those we like. We like those messages where it doesn't require us to respond. You're more or less just touching base and saying, hey, I'm doing awesome. That's great. We love that. By all means, keep doing that for sure, because that's what this is all about. We're doing better. You're doing better, right? And whoever, whoever we talk to, I was going to say expose ourselves to, but that would have sounded wrong. Whoever we talk to is going to do better by virtue of us not being a threat because we don't need anything from them. And how often do we have that opportunity to talk to people who aren't trying to get something from us? That's it. We're free in ourselves. And so we're able to help other people be a little bit more free simply because we're not adding to their prison. It's just the conversation. But that all said, it has to have that foundation. It really does. Because doing something, even doing something nice for others from a place of selfishness isn't really doing something nice for others. 
right? And if you're doing something nice for others, that is selfishness. So you have to get rid of the other. And that's where the, the real impact is made. It really just comes down to your perspective of what you're doing and what your perspective is, whether you think you're doing it for yourself or you think you're doing it you know, for, for the idea of yourself or the reality of yourself is the amount of weight that you experience. Like it's a, that's another direct correlation. I think, I think there's a lot of things that are literally direct correlations in this. So like just your perspective of, of doing something nice. It's like, if you, if you're doing it for your idea of yourself to build you know, yourself to be seen in a certain way to get something out of out of them. It comes with a lot of weight. When you do it for yourself, recognizing that they are you. So you're just helping yourself and you you admit that because you understand that there is no weight with that. There's nothing in return because you're doing it for yourself. It's like when you when you I don't know, do something uh, I'm trying to think of like something nice you would do for the idea of yourself, like by yourself a gift for yourself or something you don't expect yourself to do something in return for yourself because it's like you're getting the gift for yourself that's already the thing there's not another thing on top of that so when you do something nice for someone else there's the perspective if you have the perspective of division there's a there's a give and take when you're doing it for the idea of yourself there's just give to yourself and that's the perspective we're expressing is that when you're giving to someone else, there's no take because there's no other. You're still doing it for yourself. So like, that's it. That's the extent of the thing. There's no back and forth because there is no other. There is no, no two. It's just one interacting with itself. And with that understanding is freedom. You know, when and and a lack of weight when you give, then you expect something in return. That expe expectation of return comes with a massive fucking weight. That's what it is. And so without that, there's no weight and you're free. But with it, there's always going to be some uh, some weight that comes along with it. And so that's really what we're doing. Like it, it is becoming weightless like it's just expression but our our society our current egotistical mentality like has a really tough time understanding that because we do come at it from the perspective of division so it's like why would i do that if i'm not getting something out of it why would i why would i ever do something if there's nothing in return it's well it's because you're doing it for yourself you wouldn't expect a return if you're buying yourself a gift you wouldn't then expect yourself to give yourself another gift in return for the gift like that's just an infinite loop that would be a, just a weird way to experience life just continuing to give yourself gifts back and forth like having an expectation but that's kind of what we're doing like that's that's insanity if you were you know if you were to have the perspective of oh i'm giving this gift to myself and then expecting yourself to give you something in return that would be fucking nuts it just like you'd be sitting in your room on amazon like i'm getting a gift for myself 
oh, and then expecting a gift and like you just keep buying gifts for yourself for the rest of your life. But that's what we, that's kind of what's happening. That's the reality of what's happening when we give a gift or not even, I, I just keep using gift example, but just do something nice for someone else, you know, give them you know, your undivided attention for 30 minutes. And then if you expect them to do something in return, it's like that perpetual loop of just ex- giving and expecting, giving and expecting, giving and expecting that becomes a prison, it's just a prison loop. But if you understand that you are just helping yourself when you do give your undivided attention to, quote unquote, someone else just being yourself, then there isn't that expectation for for something in return anymore. And then you're actually just existing and, and being free and doing things for the sake of doing them, not having that ulterior motive, that not having that secondary preference or expectation for what it's going to lead to. And as long as you have that, you're not actually being genuine. You're only reinforcing the root of your own suffering. So you're only shooting yourself in the foot thinking that you're not having the perspective that you're not because you're confused about the the reality of what you are. But you know, when you see it in that way, it's like that would be insane to do that. Just giving and expecting from yourself, but we have that nice little illusion of division that makes it seem like it's not insane, even though it is equally insane to do so. Yeah, we actually charge ourselves money, which is weird at the end of the day because we can't see ourselves as everyone else. And so for us to get there as a, spe- as a species or as a culture, we have to get there individually. We actually have to start to, to see beyond that division. Right. Uh, somebody asked a question here and I just wanted to address it. Uh, what are some of the things I can do to help boost the conversation the most? I'd love to help, but I just don't know what I can do. Um, anything really at the end of the day, if you want to know one thing that really helps, drop a comment on videos where somebody is expressing something that is the result of being lost in their ego, perhaps, or being lost in their self-image. If you drop a comment and say, have you checked out dualistic unity? That's huge. That's a big help to us. Um, you can take some of our clips from social media and repost them or download them and share them on your own platform or your own account. You're more than welcome to do that as well. Uh, pretty much anything that gets the word out. I mean, the obvious thing is to join us on Patreon because we really do appreciate that. And that's more of an immediate boost to what we're trying to accomplish right now. But just mentioning it to people especially when you see people going through stuff. That's something I try to do myself is when I see somebody struggling, I say, well, definitely check out this podcast or, or my check out dualistic unity or check out this episode um, because it's relevant to what you're asking about. That's super helpful. You know, even just talking to people that, you know, just mentioning that you listen to the podcast. And I know a lot of people are doing that and we do very much appreciate it. There's likewise, there's merch. People are wearing that around showing off the podcast and that's helpful as well. But uh, I, I would say if there's anything that you can do, it would be just mentioning us to people on social media as often as you can, whether it's sharing our link or just mentioning it in the comments section. That, that's huge for us right now, because it really is about how many people can we get involved in the conversation? And it's a long conversation. So people who are joining right now in season one have a long walk before they even recognize that there are Patreon groups or, or that there's a, a Discord because that all happened as season one progressed. So everybody who's just joining us in the podcast, they're still catching up to the rest of this discussion. So getting more people in that initial stage is ultimately the best thing that we can do. 
is just to get people to, to episode one and see how many people make it through just to episodes two and three, because that's really it. Episode one determines whether or not they're ready for this conversation at the end of the day. And it's a hell of a trajectory. It's funny. Uh, my daughter has recently started listening to dualistic unity from the beginning. And uh, she just, she laughs really hard at how different we sound, not just you, but me as well, because I've become a little less reserved in terms of worrying about losing my job, <laughs> for example. Um, but it, it's just funny because you start to recognize how far we've come, not just in, in terms of our own personal journey, because admittedly I've changed a lot in the last 17 months. I've really enjoyed the ability and the opportunity to express and connect with people. I think it's helped facilitate a lot of the changes in my life, but um, as well as just how easy this conversations become. You know, it's something I used to be really hesitant to have uh, the full blown conversation. You get into some of the outlying stuff, you know, like this is how you can get over anxiety or this is, you know, how to get through that, uh, that date you're going on, that kind of thing. But to really dive into how we are all one, and to have people enthusiastically involved with that conversation, yeah, it's pretty mind-blowing to me. I'm excited to be a part of it, for sure. And if you're excited to be a part of it, that's really all you need. Just be excited, right? That excitement will come through in everything that you do. Yeah, it, it's funny thinking back and, and just like how many things have evolved since season one episode one and it's funny even thinking about just like my life and thinking about you know that wasn't that long ago it was a year and a half ago i was i was 26 when we started it like i i think back to being 21 and feeling like i'm not that different you know even from 17 like i i probably am the height that i am and and kind of looked how i look relatively similarly for the past i don't know 10 years since i was 18 19 20 ish and uh but just the changes in my perspectives and in the freedom that i feel in the last year and a half is fucking insane and then to think back to five years ago, the differences. And it's cool that I have the, at least for the last two and a half years, you know, the, uh, I don't know. I, I keep thinking like receipts for how I was, that sort of thing. Like the receipts are all out there for how free I felt in myself and my perspective on things. Cause that's changed a lot too. Like I, I posted videos about all sorts of stuff that now I'm like, Oh boy, there's a lot of, there's going to be a lot of consequences to holding on to that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, having posted that, like, I don't know, probably around a thousand TikToks, Instagram reels, whatever, um, have my own podcast with there were over 30 episodes that I did for a while before dualist community, like, all that stuff you can see very clearly the progression like it's an example of the benefits of being free in yourself so it's really cool as, as much as like when i go back and listen to it i'm like fucking uncomfortable as shit listening back to some of that stuff like i don't even listen to my old podcast anymore i don't know if i if i can that would be like a it's almost like i think of it like a punishment for myself to look back but you know, that's just, that's still me holding on to judgments of myself. And like, there's a lot there that I'm kind of avoiding 
thing almost in a way or, or trying to avoid to think of going back to listening to some of that stuff or even you know if an old tiktok comes up and i'm just like holy fuck that's not me that's not because like i mean it is and it isn't right it's it's me not seeing me it's me not seeing the reality of me and how clearly i've seen that is how much my voice has changed as ray was saying like my my mannerisms my freedom is is directly correlated to how little of of andrew is involved in it which is which is fucking funny but yeah with the uh with the sharing getting involved and stuff so i said obviously patreon is huge but you know just sharing if you really liked an episode it's like putting it on your instagram story or posting about it and just saying hey this episode is great they talked about these things it was cool and if you tag us like we'll restory that stuff on our on our instagram stories and and whatnot so yeah anything you can do is very much appreciated and even just having the conversation not even mentioning tools community just having the conversation in yourself is helpful because that shifts everything and it, it eventually i don't know funnels back to this conversation being out there because it, it isn't happening publicly very often it's not you know the common dialogue that's happening as much as people could feel like they could compare us to i don't know other self-help related things mental health podcasts whatever it's still caught in the same illusion i'm not saying all of them but majority of them are still very much coming at it from the perspective of them being what they think they are as opposed to never being what you think you are and and understanding that beyond that is closer to the reality of you when you can't put your finger on it because there's no way to define it because you're not this limited idea you are never the limited idea of what you think you are so it all comes back to that and yeah, that's that's all we're doing. It's just having the conversation about whatever the fuck we want in a state of freedom, being free in ourselves, doing it for us and and for our for my experience because that's that's the extent of reality is my experience. I just had a great idea because it kind of goes back to the question of how can I help out? You can help out this way. Make a video about dualistic unity, what you think of it. And this kind of goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of this conversation. If you have a question, this is a great way to get our attention. Tag Dualistic Unity and ask the question in your video. And we will either make a video reply or we'll address it in one of these episodes. And we'll let you know. But I think that would be a great idea because then you're getting the word out and you're asking us a question, which is helping to inspire the next episode. So that's helping us on two different in two different ways right not only are you spreading the word but you're inspiring us and that inspiration is coming from your own from your own growth so three different ways that would be fantastic because admittedly i love seeing those videos when somebody just has an insight and they're like okay so i was just listening to dualistic unity this is what i was thinking i i find that great actually it's funny our guest later on today um page she does that from time to time. She'll have an insight. You can see she's just like, this is fucking awesome. I want to talk about this. But then she'll she'll give us a quick shout out to Dualistic Unity. And I really appreciate that. That goes a long way because it's not coming from a place where it's like, you know, 
This video is sponsored by Dualistic Unity. It's coming from a place where you are actually enthusiastic about the insight, and you're just giving us a shout out as being a part of the process of that insight. If there's anything that's going to inspire someone else, it's maybe that, right? Because we want to, we we all want to be insightful. We all want to feel inspired. So if you are inspired and you're feeling insightful, make a video. Give us a shout out. We'd really appreciate it. Yeah. Absolutely. And it doesn't even have to be, you know, the style of videos we make where it's like our face on the camera walking or, or whatever. It can be voiceover, just text with music on it, anything you want to do, whatever, whatever it is that in whatever way that you want to express it is greatly appreciated. And we'll do everything we can to reshare it and you know, talk about it on on a live stream or in a, in a full episode or, you know, classic episode. Um, but yeah, I mean, and anyone who's listening and is interested and you know wants to share stuff or they're going through insights, like it's a great practice to film yourself talking about it and as uncomfortable as it may seem. And trust me, I know I avoided that discomfort of, hopping on camera for a very long time. Like I knew I wanted to do make videos and and didn't for probably a good year and a half before I finally said, you know, fuck it. I'm I, this is something I want to do. And if people are judge me for it, you know, fuck them. <laughs> but uh, it, it can be very uncomfortable to start out, but it's a very good practice. Like, I don't know I don't know where, like what I would be doing if I never made that leap to start filming videos. Like if I never followed that, it, it kind of, I don't know, some, I, I literally never think about it, but it's interesting to think what, like what I would be doing right now if I never made that decision to make that first YouTube day in the life vlog <laughs> that I took a bit from posted on TikTok and it went viral and then, you know, started doing TikTok too. But, uh, yeah, that was back. What was that? Like July, 2020. And it just like the changes since then, the progress and, and there was very little you know, judgment or research into oh are things working or things not what's working what messages do people resonate with it was kind of just a natural progression of myself and my own interests and where i was at and the freedom i felt in myself that now two and a half years later it's like things look a lot different than they did i, I feel a lot different than i did back then um so yeah uh, just going back to making videos like it is a great way to kind of face that discomfort become comfortable in that discomfort be willing to put yourself out there and you know if you got insights and thoughts it's a great way to i don't know kind of finding a way to organize them or just having zero concern for organizing them and just saying it how it comes out like i i really enjoy a lot of times having an insight just kind of starting to film without sometimes like you know a lot of times i'll clip them up but sometimes i don't and i just say it how it comes out and it's like hmm, all right cool that was that was an interesting way of expressing it and then you post it and, you know a lot of times it'll resonate with a lot more people than you think because we're all going through you know, different variations of the same sort of shit 
all the time. And so if you're going through something, if you have things to share, if you have things to express, odds are there's a lot of other people who are going through it and would derive a lot of benefit from hearing your perspective on it. And so I think, yeah, there's just a ton of upside and and growth opportunities for yourself through just putting yourself out there and in whatever way that means for you. And if you are listening to Dualist Community and have some insights, you've theme are similar to stuff we're talking about, or if they're not, and you're just expressing yourself freely and give us a shout out or tag us, like we'll absolutely do our best to respond and repost and share all of your stuff to help you out in in the uh, you know journey that you're on. Hell yeah. And just because I totally forgot to mention this earlier, every second Tuesday, we have a roundtable episode that is available to our Patreon supporters, tier two and tier three. So if you have a podcast or a project and you would like to broadcast it on one of our episodes, that's available to you now twice per month. And it's a great opportunity because you actually get to engage in a dialogue with us. You can talk to the audience about what it is that you're trying to communicate, what it is you're working on, but you can also show them who you are in an actual dialogue with us and the rest of the group. It's a lot of fun. It's going to be tomorrow night and then every second Tuesday and then every alternating Tuesday, we have a call-in show where you can also call in for 10 or 15 minutes, express your point of view, share your story, ask a question, whatever it might be. So it's really good for engagement because we really do want to connect with everyone. Um, I did I did also want to mention that we've been receiving word from a few people in our audience that they are going to be starting their own podcast in order to have this discussion for themselves and whoever might want to listen. I love this idea. I'm very excited about this idea. I just wanted to mention anybody out there who is thinking about doing this, if it's about this conversation, whatever this conversation is, you know what I'm talking about. We would love to know about it and listen to it when we can and tell the community about it. So definitely consider letting us know if you're starting a podcast. Um, we might even invite you to be on the show so you can talk about your podcast a little bit. But you definitely have to let us know and definitely do tell the community. Join us on Discord if you haven't as yet. Um, we have about five minutes left. I just wanted to say it's kind of funny, this episode, because we really did get to, to share a lot of what's happening behind the scenes in terms of, of dualistic unity and our growth and all that. And I just wanted to mention that we do this not frequently, but from time to time in our Patreon groups, we'll actually share uh, the graph of our growth from week to week and some of our traffic numbers and what's happening in terms of, of our expansion and whatnot, just because we know we're not the only ones invested in this. I think that's really important to recognize is that as important as this is to me and as important as it is to Andrew, it really is whether or not it's important to you that's going to determine if it grows or not. Right. So it's really nice when people are so invested that they want to hear how it's going, you know, behind the scenes, it's not just about the conversation like, yeah, Ray and Andrew, give me those insights. But it actually is, you know, I wonder how Ray and Andrew are doing. I wonder how the community's doing. I wonder how we're we are faring in this together because we are we are in this together. If this conversation means something to you, then we are very much in this together and you are part of the reason it's happening. Yeah, absolutely. It's that's funny. People coming to this trying to get our insights out of it. Like I've never even thought about it from that perspective that someone would listen 
to I don't to get help help I get I don't know oh, that's funny but I'm sure a lot of people do listen to it like hoping for something but at the same time because it's just a conversation for the sake of having one it's almost like the the Patreon groups I would I would deem more where people come with like thoughts and questions and then the podcast is just I don't know not even not even to help but just here's a different way to think about something. And I find that the responses to the community topics are a lot of times like that. Like I asked it, someone, someone commented uh, in the, in the community topics channel, like, wow, you guys covered this. I think it was on the self-discipline. Like you guys, I, I asked for this and you guys covered it in a way different way than I was expecting because we're coming at it as much as, you know, some of the stuff we come at it from, the perspective of Ray and Andrew, a lot of times we come at it from the perspective of being reality, being you from not perceiving so much division. So something like self-discipline isn't that classic egotistical idea of self, like seeing yourself as everything. Self-discipline is the willingness to see yourself as everything. And that's the discipline. But that's completely different. You could probably look up self-discipline in a dictionary and it's going to give you some egotistical perspective because everyone perceives division to be the truth. Everyone thinks that division is the reality that we're experiencing. And so everyone's coming at it from that perspective. So the the mainstream conversation around certain topics is going to be a lot different than the way that we come at certain topics. And I think that's a lot of the fun in our community topics episodes is that we're always coming at it from not always a completely different perspective, but a lot of times a slightly different perspective to just give people another way of looking at things, a different way of looking at things. And we're never saying like, this is the right way. This is the answer to this question. Like, I don't think we ever, ever say that we have any answers or that anything we say is an answer to a question. It's just a different way of, thinking about it, maybe from a freer perspective. And if you're willing to look at it that way as well and set yourself aside and not be so caught up in the idea of yourself, you could come to the same exact insight. Like you can come to the same exact recognition. And that's what it has to come down to is, is it for you? Is it for your life? Is it for your experience? Are you able to apply it to your reality not just understand it but actually live it and experience it because that's what makes the difference that's what's gonna get people wondering what are what are you going through you seem really different oh i'm just not thinking about myself so much then you have a conversation from that it's not about preaching it it's not about standing on the street corner and screaming at everyone how they're god and all that stuff it's just being it in yourself is always what it comes down to embodying it in yourself being the example of what's possible when you set yourself aside that's what's going to change yourself so clearly you see it yourself and it's it's funny the the correlation there that i'm i don't know more clearly realizing but it's what it's always come down to and it always will come down to that so that's really the only concern if there is one is how much am I doing this for me? Because as I do it for me, I notice and I change. Yeah, absolutely. Discovering more of your voice and 
by virtue of that inspiring others to find more of their voice. And before you know it, we're like a choir. It's going to be fantastic. I'm going to end this episode here because otherwise I'm just going to keep rambling. And admittedly, we have a two-hour Patreon group right after that. You can join uh, dualistic or patreon.com slash dualistic unity. It's only $5 per month um, and we do it twice a week. So you can chat with us twice a week for only $5 a month. And there's usually a lot more in terms of insight because there are a lot more participants and we can go around and just answer everybody's questions or listen to what they have to share. So it's, it's a really, it's a fun and organic way to share insights and process things together. So we hope we'll see you there. Uh, I'm going to stop talking now. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye everyone.